What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 54 of the Sports Show with Ben and Dylan. We are here today on a Friday to mainly give uh, our predictions for uh, the NFL playoffs, which start, which start up tomorrow on Saturday, but also be talking about some other things in there as well. Uh, to start things off, uh, we are going to be talking about a major trade that went down yesterday in the MLB, which we'll get to in just a second, but first... A word from our sponsor, this episode of the Sports Show with Ben and Dylan is brought to you by Folgers. The best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. Uh, yes, so we'll get into it. Uh, yeah, we'll start with the Francisco Lindor trade. Yeah, so uh, there was a major trade in the MLB uh, yesterday as arguably, in my opinion, uh, the best shortstop in the NFL, Francisco Lindor, as well as Carlos Carrasco, a right-handed starting pitcher. Uh, were sent to the Mets in exchange for Andres Jimenez and Ahmed Rosario, two young uh, shortstops that uh, that the Mets have uh, as they are on, now on their way to Cleveland. In addition, uh, two prospects. Um, your thoughts on this trade? Uh, so I think we fleeced them. Maybe not fleeced, maybe that's a strong word. But I think we certainly won uh, the trade I can't. I can't see any reason for you to say that we we lost this trade. I think Lindor will be solid. He obviously makes this um, this this starting lineup look about middle of the pack, maybe below average to pretty good or, or good. Uh, Carrasco is a good addition. He should be solid. Uh, he was solid in the few games he played last year, uh, recovering from cancer. Uh, so, yeah, I would say we definitely win this trade. Yeah, I agree. I, I think this is 100% a win for the Mets. Uh, the only scenario, I think, in which the argument could be made that we lose this trade is if we lose Lindor to free agency. Uh, he is uh, only one year away from hitting the open market, in which case you could make the argument that uh, that the Mets would then lose the trade uh, because you're giving up two young shortstops, prospects, um, just to for basically a one-year rental, especially if it doesn't amount to anything big, then I think you could say that maybe the Mets win this, uh, or lose this trade, rather. But uh, at least as it seems right now, uh, with the way uh, Steve Cohen is, is acting and has been acting in his uh, short time uh, at this point, as owner, it seems like he will uh, be willing to give Lindor basically uh, not however much money he wants, but more or less uh, however much it takes for him to stay. So um, I think the Mets definitely win this trade, uh, at least for the time being. So that wraps up that. Uh, moving on now, uh, we are going to talk about um, the college football championship which is scheduled uh, to be played this upcoming Monday. Now, there is a potential it does not end up getting played as there are some COVID-19-related issues, some positive tests. So we will see. It's still on track to be played, but obviously that could change um, in, a, in a short amount of time. But we're just going to talk about it like it is happening Monday. Uh, we'll just give some uh, picks here. Who do you like in this matchup? Okay, so I think I am going to go... I'm going to go with Ohio State here. Uh, I think Fields obviously uh, looks – or he, he looks hot. He was insane in the Clemson game. 
Uh, also may have had like 10 broken ribs and played through them. Uh, absolutely dotted up Clemson's defense. Uh, Ohio State, they surprised me. I had Clemson winning the national title. Uh, Ohio State surprised me. They played extremely well. And obviously this Bama team is, I, I mean, judging off of how easily they beat Clemson, a tougher test uh, than, than Clemson. But I think Bama is going to be overmatched in this one, and I'm going with the Buckeyes to get the win here. Yeah, um, I, I think this is going to be a close matchup, a good matchup. In the end, I'm, I'm going to take Alabama. Um, I think, you know, with uh, the potential that Jalen Waddell returns as well, you have Heisman, now Heisman, uh, Devonta Smith, um, you have Najee Harris, Mac Jones, a, a terrific offense and a, and a uh, fine defense as well. So uh, I like Alabama in this one. I think they uh, take home the title um, in for... Uh, for as he as they have been in contention for a while now. Um, so I, I like Alabama coming up on Monday. So now that we have those two things out of the way, let's get to our NFL playoff predictions. Okay, so we have uh, full NFL playoff predictions for the four rounds. But before we get into the NFL playoff predictions, we're just going to do another NFL segment, uh, predicting our final awards. Now the All Pro teams. Came out today. Uh, we don't have much to say about those, but uh, we'll start with the awards. Uh, the MVP. Who do you think will win this bet? Yeah. So just uh, one second. Back to the All Pros. Not anything controversial happened for the most part. So just basically uh, go past those. Uh, MVP. I like Aaron Rodgers in this one. Uh, quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Obviously, um, I think he wins this, leading his team to the one seed in the NFC. You can easily, easily give this uh, award to Patrick Mahomes, and I would not be shocked in any way, shape, or form. Um, but I, I think at this point, uh, you have to give it to Rodgers with his play throughout the season, but especially uh, these last couple of weeks as the Packers secured the number one seed in the NFC. Uh, yeah, I, I think you go back to Week 15, and I'm picking Mahomes probably without a doubt, but uh, Week 16, he struggled mightily against the Falcons as Rodgers uh, probably had his best performance of the year in a Sunday night domination against the Titans. Uh, then he had another great week last week to sure up the uh, number one, uh, the number one seed. Uh, yes, yeah, so we are back. There was a brief, weird, weird, hard to explain uh, technical difficulty there. But uh, we were in the middle of talking about the awards. I pleaded my case, Aaron Rodgers is the MVP of this league. Uh, so we can move on to the next award, the Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah, so you, um, in, in this one, you could, uh, and I, I don't really understand, I've never truly understood uh, the point of this award. If the, uh, I, I think this award should only exist if a defensive player wins the MVP, but it's usually an offensive player that wins the MVP, yet we still have to pick, uh, for some odd reason, the Offensive Player of the Year. Now, logically, it would always be just the person that wins the MVP, but it is not does not always work out like that. Um, I am going to take uh, Derrick Henry to win this award, running back uh, for the Titans. Uh, he has had a phenomenal season, over 2,000 yards, a great season from him, and I think he wins the Offensive Player of the Year. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to go with Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey. He had an incredible, incredible season. Uh, I would say outright the best uh, tight end season of all time. He's incredible. Uh, you could basically just go to him on third and 20 and he'd get it done for you. Uh, what a good season from Kelsey. I think 
the goal of this award is to recognize another position outside of a quarterback because they're the only ones who truly win MVP often. Um, so I think, Kelsey, I think you could also give it to a guy like Henry, as you said, uh, Kamara, because of his impact, I would say, in the passing game as well. He's a very versatile uh, offensive player, but I'll give it to Kelsey at the end of the day. As we can move on, and by the way, if Kelsey does not win this award, then I don't think a tight end could possibly win this award because, like I said, he had the best tight end season of all time. So we can move on to Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, defensive Player of the Year here. I'm going to go with TJ Watt, a phenomenal season uh, from him uh, this year. And uh, as the Steelers uh, at one point were undefeated, obviously slipped up, and are now uh, at the three seed, which we will talk about later. Um, the Steelers' defense, though, is still elite, and TJ Watt is a big reason for that. I think he wins this award. Uh, yes, so we can move on to my defense player of the year, where I have Watt as well. Uh, he had an awesome season, uh, led the league in sacks. Uh, he, he's good. I think you could give an honorable mention to a guy like Aaron Donald, who was pretty good. He was a unanimous all-pro selection. Or even a guy like Xavier Howard, who had an incredible season uh, in terms of interceptions at cornerback for the Miami Dolphins. But I still think Watt ends up earning this one. So we can move on to the Offensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah, so Offensive Rookie of the Year here. You could give it to a couple different guys. Uh, Joe Burrow was in contention before his horrific injury. You have... Uh, Justin Jefferson, Justin Herbert, um, some uh, a couple of other guys could be in that conversation. I'm going to give it to Justin Jefferson, uh, wide receiver with the Vikings, although maybe you could make the argument that he's still the number two uh, receiving option in this offense. He has had a phenomenal season, uh, passing Randy Moss's record for most uh, receiving yards by a Vikings rookie. Uh, a great season overall from him. I'm going to give it to Jefferson. Yeah, I am going to go with uh, Herbert. Now, I think Herbert, he, he didn't necessarily help this team win, but he had a record-setting season. Oh, Jefferson did, too. But he had the most uh, touchdowns ever as a quarterback. I think he ended up with 32, 33. I can't exactly remember, but it was the record uh, previously set by Baker Mayfield. I think... Herbert was the, the maybe not the best, maybe Jefferson was, but it's a quarterback's league. I think Herbert ends up taking this award home. All right, and now moving on to our defensive rookies of the year. Uh, I'm going to give it to Chase Young here. I don't even think this is a question. Uh, a dominant season from him uh, as the Washington football team makes the playoffs. Um, and I, I think, you know, obviously uh, there's been some talk about uh, there's been some talk about uh, his comments after uh, the game against the Eagles saying he wants Tom Brady. We'll see how that plays out, saying he wants to play against the GOAT. But anyway, um, I, I think Chase Young runs away with this award for sure. Uh, yes, so I think Chase Young, it's easy. I think honorable mentions, uh, Antoine Winfield, maybe, uh, it's about where the list ends for me. Uh, I'm going to go with Chase Young. Uh, I, I can't see you voting for anyone else. That is a scary man. And, uh, he, he was the best player in, uh, the best, or a better, one of the best rushing defenses in the league. Uh, so we can move on to our final two awards. We'll start with the, uh, comeback player of the year. Yeah, so comeback player of the year here, uh, another Washington football team member. Uh, I have Alex Smith. I don't really see how any how you could give it to anybody else. Uh, 
the only argument I can make against him is that he wasn't even really the starter full-time, but still coming off the horrific leg injury that he came off and still having a productive season, and uh, your team is in the playoffs. Uh, so I am going to give it to Alex Smith here. Uh, yeah, this is, this is not even close. This is the definition of a comeback player. Uh, they should name the award, the award after him. Now, granted, maybe in another year you could find another option. Ben Roethlisberger, for example, if he had a little bit better of a season, um, or maybe a lot better of a season, I think he would have a good case here. The problem is, not only was there not a, a, an elite option, but, uh, there... Alex Smith's story is incredible. Granted, no hate to Alex Smith. He was pretty terrible, uh, but it's his award. So we can move on to the Coach of the Year. Yeah, Coach of the Year. Big shout-out to the Washington football team in this award segment. The third winner of an award uh, by the Washington football team. I have Coach here, Ron Rivera, uh, battled cancer uh, and chemotherapy throughout this year and continued to coach uh, virtually until he completed uh, his treatment and was able to come back and lead his team to the playoffs and a division title. Uh, So a a great coaching season by uh, Ron. Yeah, so I am going to go with, um, I'm going to go with Matt LaFleur. Now, granted, it's sort of not a thing to give it to a coach who is supposed to coach a good team. I think other guys you could look at Brian Flores, and I think this would be his award had they snuck into the playoffs, uh, but they did not. And then Kevin Stefanski, another one. I feel like he could have won it, but I, I sort of on the same time don't really think he will. Uh, it would have probably been Mike Tomlin's award if the Steelers went 15-1, and 16-0, and 0, but they ended up with uh, 12-4. and 4. Yeah, 12-4, and 4, so I, I don't think he will win it. So uh, we can move on now to uh, the non-award segment, just the NFL playoff predictions. Yeah, so we will go in chronological order, at least uh, on Wild Card Weekend that we have the schedule for. Uh, we'll start things off uh, with the first game. Uh, the game tomorrow at 1 o'clock, 105 that is. The Bills and the Colts, two-seeded Bills, seven-seeded Colts. Who do you like? Uh, yeah, it's going to be a good game. I think uh, the Bills' electric offense led by uh, receiving yard king uh, Stephon Diggs and obviously Josh Allen, who I figure will finish third in MVP voting behind Mahomes and Rodgers, obviously. Uh, this team has been unstoppable in the second half of the season ever since suffering a few losses. Uh, the Chiefs, Titans, some other teams, but or Cardinals. Uh, but this Bills team will potentially struggle with the Colts defense, who has a uh, top three, I would say, in football. I still think the Bills get it done, led by Allen, as he gets his first playoff win. Uh, uh, who do you think is going to win this game? Yeah, I completely agree with everything you said there. Uh, I've got the Bills in this one. Uh, their dominant offense and good defense, uh, I think, leads them to the victory in this one. I think they win over the Colts. Moving on now to our next game, we have the three-seeded Seahawks and the six-seeded Rams. I'll start things off here. Uh, I think the Seahawks win this one. Uh, the Rams don't really have a quarterback at this point. Uh, they either have a backup quarterback because Jared Goff has uh, an injured thumb, or Goff is able to come back, um, and Goff is an injured Goff is can't be much better than uh, a regular golf, which has not been good at all this season. Um, So I like the Seahawks in this one. What do you think? Going into about, I would say that second Niners game that they also lost, I think the Rams were my pick to come out of the NFC. 
and then everything that could have went wrong went wrong, including um, had Kyler Murray just been able to stay on his feet the whole game, they probably wouldn't have even beaten the Cardinals and ended up with the seventh seed. Uh, but they ended up getting that Cardinals game done led by John Wolford, who, to be honest, was not that terrible, especially when uh, compared to his the Cardinals' backup quarterback, Chris Streveler, who they faced. But uh, this is a division battle. These teams split in the regular season. Uh, when when I was high in the Rams, they controlled this game against the Seahawks and won. Uh, but ever since, they got sort of... They got completely outplayed by the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks get it done in this one. Russell Wilson uh, obviously didn't have uh, the finish to the season that he necessarily wanted, but still had a very good season. I think the Seahawks win this one. Okay. Uh, moving on now to uh, the Saturday night game, which is the five-seeded Bucks and the four-seeded Washington football team. Who do you like here? Uh, yes, going to be a... Uh, an interesting game. Maybe it won't be that close, but the whole Chase Young storyline, and obviously the Bucks for or Tom Brady's first game in uh, a Bucks or Tom Brady's first playoff game in a Bucks uniform. Alex Smith, he's here. Obviously, you know the story. This will be an interesting game in terms of storylines, but I do think the Bucks win this one uh, rather controllably. I, I think the Bucks win by like two possessions. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I think the Bucks win this game uh, for sure as well. Washington football team has a solid defense and a solid defensive line. Um, and when Tom Brady has struggled this season and for the most part throughout his career is when you get uh, a significant amount of pressure on him. So if Chase Young and the rest of that Washington football defense uh, plays as well as they've played at points in the season, I, I think maybe uh, the Washington football team has a chance. But I just think this Bucks uh, offense is, is too dominant uh, and they will win Handedly, uh, and the Washington football team offense will struggle. Uh, so now moving on to uh, the Sunday slate of games. First game here, we have the five-seeded Titans uh, and the four-seeded Ravens. Who do you like in this one? Uh, yeah, it's going to be a thrilling game of a, a thrilling rematch of a thrilling game earlier in the season uh, with the, the Titans took in OT. Uh, the Ravens have come an extremely, extremely long way since that loss. Ever since their COVID outbreak, they've really rallied around whether it was that or just improved. Lamar Jackson has been playing uh, football close to his MVP season in the past few weeks, and they uh, went on a five-game win streak to end the season. They are one of the hottest teams in football. The Titans, they ended up winning the uh, AFC Championship, you know, the AFC South by miracle. Um, you, we talked about this uh, on Monday, if you guys can go listen to that one. Uh, but I am still going to go with Lamar. He's never won a playoff game, and I, I think that's his lack of playoff success in his young career um, are a big reason why people are picking the Titans in this one. Uh, but I think he's just been rolling way too much. I think the Ravens get this one done. Um, yeah, I understand that, and I like that. But I, I think, especially at this point in his career, uh, the playoffs are obviously Lamar Jackson's pet peeve, and they lost to the Titans last year as well. Um, and, and I think it happens again this year. I think the Titans' uh, slight upset uh, over the Ravens here. Um, I like the Titans in this one. So now moving on to our 2 versus 7 matchup. Uh, the two-seeded Saints and the somehow made it to the playoffs 7-seeded Bears. 
Uh, yes, so the bears, they do not deserve to be here. But despite that, I am picking them in the skin. Saints, uh, in the, uh, I wouldn't even say the Drew Brees era, but in the recent uh, era of success in the regular season, have been significant playoff chokers, whether times it was the ref's fault or heroics from Stefan Diggs, maybe. But uh, still, playoff chokers are going to be playoff chokers. And I think Mitch Trubisky gets his first and probably his only playoff win ever. Uh, I think. The Bears, their defense is pretty good. Uh, their O-line is pretty bad. I think David Montgomery, though, he continues rolling from his prior success in recent weeks. Uh, I think the Bears pull off a colossal, colossal stunner. Um, yeah, I, I think I could, I could see that happening. I actually do think uh, that that is a valid possibility. I actually think this game uh, is going to be a lot closer than people expect. But I do like the Saints in this one. I just don't trust uh, the Bears and uh, whoever they decide to start a quarterback. Probably will be Mitch Trubisky. Uh, I just I can't pick uh, Mitch Trubisky at least not at this point to win a playoff game. So I like the Saints in that one in this one. Uh, and now moving on to our final game of Wild Card Weekend. Uh, here we have the Sunday Night Football game: the three-seeded Steelers and the six-seeded COVID-plagued uh, Browns. Yes, so I don't think the lack of, or the potential lack of Kevin Stefanski would really affect this game. I think the Steelers win this one quite easily. I know they lost to the Browns last week, but we saw, granted at the time, a much hotter Steelers team, but Dominic the Browns went uh, fully stopped. Baker Mayfield, he's just not ready to go on the road, granted, without fans, but not ready to go on the road and win a playoff game against a team that's probably superior to them. Also, they have lockdown defense. I think the Steelers uh, get the win here. Yeah, just to correct one statement, the Steelers actually will have limited fans in this one, but not going to be anything significant. Um, I like the Steelers in this one. I don't think necessarily the lack of coaching from Kevin Stefanski will be the difference. I think more of the difference will be the fact that the uh, Browns uh, have not practiced yet this week. Or actually have practiced uh, today, but only one time this week. Um, I think that is significant when you're trying to prepare for a playoff game. So, uh, and, and overall, I just think the Steelers uh, are the better team in this one. I like them in this matchup. So, uh, that wraps up the wild card weekend games. Uh, the super wild card weekend, that is. Um, so, now we can move on to our divisional matchups. Uh, so, this is where uh, our variations of games gets different uh, as far as what we have picked uh, last for for this upcoming weekend. So uh, in the divisional matchup, I'll start things off. My first matchup in the AFC here, I have the one-seeded Chiefs uh, against the five-seeded Titans. Uh, I like the Chiefs in this one. I think they are just superior uh, in this one, although... Um, Although uh, the Titans are coming off uh, a big win over the Ravens, I think that the uh, Chiefs come back, and I think they're just the better team uh, here in this one. And then my other AFC matchup that I have here is the two-seeded Bills and the three-seeded Steelers. Uh, I like the Bills in this one. I think they uh, win this game pretty handedly, showing their dominance and moving on uh, to the AFC Conference game, the Conference Championship, where they will face off against the Chiefs. Uh, who do you have in this divisional AFC matchups? Okay, so I have the Chiefs and the Ravens, uh, Lamar versus Mahomes, the two poster child, poster children, I would say, of the NFL, or the children, that's what I meant. Uh, that was confusing. Either way, I can go to the Chiefs. They have owned the Ravens in recent years. Patrick Mahomes, to be quite frank, has owned, any, owned everyone. But 
So I'm gonna go with the Chiefs in this one. Uh, I know they've been struggling a little bit lately, not including last week, but that Falcons game was iffy. Um, they dodged a few bullets there. Still, uh, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. They have the best offense in football, and uh, they have solid defense too. I think Mahomes best Lamar, but it will be a close one. Um. So, and what is your other matchup? Forgot about that. Two seated Bills, three seated Steelers, like you had, and uh, also like you, I have the Bills advancing. Uh, like I said, no one has looked better than the Bills recently. They dominated the Steelers uh, a few weeks ago in Week uh, 14. I, I don't think that is really what this matchup is going to be like. But the Bills, they're just better, and the Steelers struggle to score a lot. So I think the Bills. Offense just outplays the Steelers, and they get the dub. Uh, so we can move on to the NFC Divisional round. Yeah, so uh, start th- I'll start things off here. I have the one-seeded Packers coming off there by uh, facing off against the five-seeded Bucks, uh, coming off of their win over Washington. I like the Packers in this one, uh, plain and simple. I think uh, that they will win, uh, taking down the Goat. I think it will be a close game, uh, but in the end, I think the Packers come out on top. So the Packers move on to the NFC Conference Championship, and now to see who they are playing, we have the two-seeded Saints and the three-seeded Seahawks. Now, although I said that uh, the Saints had the potential to slip up against uh, the Bears uh, this upcoming weekend, um, I think that they uh, return to, to full form. Camara, uh, a full week now, or potentially a full week uh, off of COVID. Um, and I think uh, the Saints uh, take down the Seahawks, setting up uh, a Packers versus Saints matchup in the NFC Championship game. What about you? What do you have for these uh, NFC divisional games? So, Packers, Bears, I think the Packers win this easily. They've whooped them twice, including last week when the Bears were completely trying and the Packers were not. Uh, the Packers stun it. They beat the Bears. As for the Seahawks' box, this will be an incredible game, I would say. Uh, this is Russell Wilson and Tom Brady's second playoff dispute. Obviously, you guys know the story of the first one in the Super Bowl. Uh, but I think Russell evens up the score, getting a win against Tom. I think this team, this game could go either way. And I think it's possible that the Bucs have the better offense and the better defense. But I think, um, I think Wilson outplays Brady and the Seahawks advance to the NFC Championship for the first time in six years. Okay, uh, now moving on to our conference championship matchups. Uh, again, start things off in the uh, AFC. Uh, here I have the Bills and the Chiefs. Now, uh, to a battle of two prolific offenses, probably the two best offenses uh, in the league, at least it looks that way. At this point, uh, great quarterback versus great quarterback, basically all the mankings of a great game that you could want. I think this uh, game will be incredibly high scoring. And in the end, I think the Bills outlast the Chiefs uh, in a very close matchup. I think the Bills move on to the Super Bowl. What about you? What's your AFC Championship matchup? Well, I have Chiefs Bills as well, but I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I, just, I can't see anybody beating them until maybe uh, one of the Packers or the Seahawks come in and beat them. I, I think Josh Allen, Despite being incredible, uh, he's not ready to go to the Super Bowl. And maybe you would say Mahomes isn't either, or at his age, but the fact that he already has won one. I think playoff experience rules here, and 
uh, Chiefs advance to the Super Bowl. So we can move on to the NFC Championship. So in my NFC Championship, I have the one-seeded Packers against the three-seeded Seahawks. And I think Russell Wilson and the Seahawks get it done. Preseason, I have the Seahawks beating the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Uh, now I have them going once again in the Super Bowl. So, uh, yeah, I have Russell Wilson outlasting Rodgers for now, I guess, the second time in uh, the NFC Championship as they advance to the Super Bowl. Okay, so now my NFC uh, Conference Championship, I have uh, the one-seeded Packers against the two-seeded Saints. Now, I, I think the Packers dominate in this one. I think they win big. Uh, I think the Saints struggle uh, in this one, and I think uh, the Packers uh, move on to the Super Bowl with a convincing win, setting up a very interesting Bills versus Packers matchup. Once again, uh, in my Super Bowl, once again, uh, two very, very good offenses and two great quarterbacks going off against one another. Um, and in this one, I think Super Bowl experience and, and playoff experience in general uh, t t plays a big part as I think uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers uh, end up outlasting to some degree and, and beating uh, the Bills in, uh, again, I think a pretty high-scoring uh interesting matchup uh, in the Super Bowl as for my Super Bowl MVP, as you might expect, uh, the quarterback, the winning team, uh, Aaron Rodgers winning the Super Bowl here, or the Super Bowl MVP here as the Packers are your uh, Super Bowl champions. Uh, yes, so uh, for me, Chiefs versus uh, Seahawks, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to Chiefs. I, I just can't, I can't really see anyone beating the Chiefs and I know they struggled against some teams this year. Uh, but in the long run, they're just too, too good. I think the Chiefs get uh, their second Super Bowl in a row, third in franchise history, continuing to vault Patrick Mahomes already up into uh, some of the greatest QBs of all time. And, and I think if he really wins a second straight, and they'll once again be the favorites to win a third straight, uh, he, he could end up being the greatest player of all time. Patrick Mahomes is incredible. I think he gets his, once again, second uh, Super Bowl MVP. Uh, yes, yeah, so does that basically wrap up our episode? Yeah, so this wraps up uh, this episode. Thank you guys uh, for listening to this one. We will be back uh, next week with uh, some recaps uh, on some of these games that we just talked about as well as uh, the college football playoff, uh, the college football playoff championship. So an interesting episode coming up next week, so be sure to tune into that one. But as for now, thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.